the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Failures have one direction and one direction only. Lie, cheat, steal. This is the American Democrat Mafia platform. Sometimes they steal from businesses. Sometimes they steal from the future. Their big idea to uh, help you with the inflation that they created, and by they I mean politicians in general, but specifically the American Marxist Mafia, is to propose putting everyone on welfare. What they don't understand is not everybody is a Democrat. Not everybody wants something for nothing or wants to be on government sustenance. I mean, don't get me wrong. We've got about 70% of Republicans, 100% of Democrats that do. Illinois Republicans the best, and we'll get to that scumbag in Chicago in a while. Um, but the reality is the idea that they are going to blanket propose, now it's 300 a month. I told you 100 a month in the tease. It's wrong. It's now 300 a month. So that they can buy your complacency with their corruption and their failure. And they don't want you to understand. The answer is simple. Unleash the citizen. But that would mean that the corrupt mafia of Democrats would have to relinquish their stronghold on you. They would have to go back to the principles of Americanism with it emaciated government. A representative Republican. See, now they've got the taste of rulership. The taste of despotism, and they're not going to let it go. It's like Chicago. Why let it go when you could buy off the Republicans and keep it in place? This is the game. So this is what they're going to try and do. It's all they know how to do. Write a check, write a check. Sure, you're broke. The government cannot exist, even though it has record revenues. They've so tainted the economy, they can't decipher what's a revenue and what's simply an interest payment on debt they borrowed from the future. That's how messed up this all is. So I know other shows will have you distracted. And Listen, by the time you get to me, you've heard all the clips already of Affirmative Action Jackson and how stupid she is or how evasive or how bald-faced lying she is. And that is the qualifications of a Democrat. That's what they are. So they can't tell you a simple answer from woman to child to the rest of it. And this is how we're going to get led back to the welfare system and then the emergency. The emergency of a round 15 of... The Fauci-invested COVID. My favorite new emergency, though, is the idea that Rutin Tootin Putin is nuke crazy. It really is. Although this wasn't this, the play when they were in power during Barack Obama. In fact, when they were in power during Barack Obama, the Duchess of Chaffington, Hillary Clinton, was selling the Russians uranium. You know uranium. It's the stuff that makes the bomb real dangerous. 
It's the common denominator of a nuke. And I was told, what a great guy. What a great guy Rootin' Tootin' Putin was. This was captured after the intern molester, Bill Clinton, the only man in America that everyone knew why he cheated on his wife. Bill Clinton, this is after he was disgraced, and he was on Pierce Morgan. And I want you to hear how his spin went. This was the same time his wife, not his mistresses, the one with the inner thigh rash, the Duchess of Chaffington, this is the same time she was the Secretary of State. Can we really believe that Vladimir Putin, with his own self-interest for Russia, uh, is orchestrating this huge maneuver to remove all of Assad's chemical weapons, and it's just going to happen? No, we don't have to believe it. We just have to see what happens and make the most of what happens. Uh, you, You work for the best and prepare for the worst in this business. But I think it would be a terrible mistake not to take advantage of the opportunity. And, you know, look... Mr. Putin has got, he got all, he's very smart. You know him better than most people. Yeah, I do. What was he like behind closed doors away from, you know, the sort of the public utterances? Smart and uh, remarkably, um, we had a really good blunt relationship. How blunt? Brutally blunt. Ever like, you know, fisticuffs? No, but I think, you know, I think the right strategy most of the time. Now, this is funny. Because this is when he was president. Was it brutally blunt when he was getting $500,000 for fake speeches in Russia? You do remember all that, right? The millions and millions of dollars donated to Hillary, the Duchess of Chaffington, and the Clinton Foundation. So that the Uranium One deal could go through. Do you not remember that, Squirrel Hands? Do you remember that? You're young. You were tucked away in school, right? Playing Naked Twister with your friends and whatnot. uh, Here's a little recap. A key question for congressional investigators. Did Hillary Clinton give 20% of the United States supply of uranium to Russia for donations to the Clinton Foundation? And it flows out of the sale in 2010 of this company, Uranium One, which controlled about a fifth of America's uranium to a Russian firm called Rosatom. By law, even though Uranium One was a Canadian firm, the U.S. part of this deal had to be approved by the Committee on Foreign Investment in the U.S., which is comprised of nine agencies, including the State Department. And at that time, Hillary Clinton was the boss there, Anderson. So- by the way, the FBI was headed up by the other Democrat apparatchiks that would become infamous during the Trump years. The same ones that were investigating a story they knew to be fraudulent from a Russian spy they worked with on this deal. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, as you're watching right now the threat that will be used as a weapon against you, if it's not the climate, if it's not COVID, if it's not welfare, if it's not affirmative action, whatever the case is, this is directly responsible because of the Clinton regime. And you could say Obama, he was, he was a figurehead in the way diapers Biden is. All of this goes back to the corruption in the American Marxist mafia, calling themselves Democrats, which is really one of the oligarchs is the Duchess of Chaffington. And I don't want you to forget it because I don't forget it. I mean, a lot of this was looked at during the campaign. Why is it coming up back now again? I mean, there were also all the donations to the Clinton Foundation. Yeah, absolutely. It was all talked about before. But the Hill newspaper, which reports on a lot of things with the government here. CNN, by the way. with a report showing the FBI was investigating a subsidiary of Rosatom for possible racketeering 
money laundering, bribes, all aimed at giving the Russian government more influence over the U.S. nuclear industry while this deal was being approved. So some <laughs> members of Congress want to know why. I'm serious. When I call it a mafia, you think it's just an off-the-cuff insult? This is organized crime. And the oligarchs in it are never going to go to jail, baby. Not a one of them. In fact, they're just going to keep making more and more money. And, you know, here's what I'd like Rootin' Tootin' Putin to do. I really would. Release all the documents on how you bribed these bastards. Release it all. So the, everybody, the world, could see how America is not so much the land of the free and the home of the brave anymore. It's the land of the willfully ignorant and home of the welfare recipient. They weren't told about all of this. And furthermore, the Hill says the Russians were channeling millions of dollars to the Clinton Foundation at the same time. Raising the question, especially for some Republicans, did Hillary Clinton help this deal along in any fashion? No, no. She took the money and she didn't help him. And Joe Biden didn't help Ukraine. He took the money, didn't help him. And our bombs are not being used to antagonize World War III. No, 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 no. None of it. None of it all happened. In fact, America's the good guy, led by the Democrat Mafia who have your best intentions. And if gas gets too high, don't worry. You're going to get some welfare cheese. So shut up and vote Democrat. And your alternative isn't much better. But I do want you to know the kind of people you're dealing with when you have the American Democrats who pretend that their rulers are representatives. I want you to really, there's every, every once in a while they'll do an interview and there'll be a window into how their brain really works. This is Nancy Pelosi. Post-op Pelosi on some Demerol VO and water high. And uh, she's talking to somebody. I want you to know what she really thinks of the people. And to this day, my husband, Paul, who was born and raised in San Francisco, I was born and raised in Baltimore. To this day, he likes to dine at 8, and I like to eat at 5.30. (laughs) Like a peasant. Like a peasant. This um, This is a predicament. That if we had an actual Federal Bureau of Investigation, they would save this country. Because they take 100% of the Democrat rats that are elected to office and 70% of the Republican roaches that inhabit offices and are chairman of GOP organizations. If they actually investigated political crime. But see, it's like insider trading. For them, it's legal. So to sell uranium to the Russians, who now look like they're going to nuke and start World War III, don't mention it. Don't mention when Bill Clinton kind of enlightens you to the personal relationship he had with Vladimir Putin. It does explain why somebody would give half a million dollars to this intern molester, the only man in America who everyone understands why he had an affair. It does kind of shed a light on some things. And then every once in a while, there's when they tell you that they're going to defund the police, when they tell you that they're going to pack the court, when they tell you that they are going to rule over you, not based on the principles of law, but on the agenda of the mafia to keep you down, a willful slave. So as you see, we've got a Supreme Court nominee. No, we don't. We've got an affirmative action Jackson. And she's going to be a rubber stamp for the Marxist mafia because that's what she is. What if 
have taken away from the hearing so far is that Judge Jackson clearly is firmly placed in the progressive wing of the Democrat Party. When I asked her to define woman, she wouldn't even give me a definition of woman. Uh, she is on the school board that is pushing CRT to children as young as five years old, Maria. And one of the things of tremendous concern to me is the way she has been light on child pornographers, child abusers in her sentencing practices. And, of course, this is an area where I've put a tremendous amount of effort. See, in America, among the Democrat mafia, all of those failings, the lying, the outright bald-faced fraud, the favoritism to the convict predator, these are resume builders for these roaches. This isn't going to hurt this lady at all. She's an affirmative action, Jackson. She will be a Supreme Court judge. Book it. We'll be back after this. AM560, the answer. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to that same. All right, so we got a uh, caller on the line with a trivia question for me. And we will take it. 312-642-5600. Scott Woodstock. Hey, Sean. Um, what European country has donated the most dollars to the Clinton Foundation? Well, the rumor a few days ago was Ukraine. Uh, the rumor, however, it looks like is a rumor because it's going to be a hard runoff. Is it going to be China? Is it going to be Russia? I think Ukraine is going to be a you know a close third, but that's the trifecta as far as I'm concerned. After all, what are the countries that have bought the Democrat politicians from Congress, birthing peoples and others, to senators, to now presidents? It's all the enemies of America. They've all infiltrated our politics. And they do it in the same fashion you see Illinois Republicans cheer a big check that's stroked by Ken Griffin. All they want is the money. They don't really care where it comes from. And is there an allegiance? Of course there is. I've said, Scott, since the beginning of this, because I've, I'm, I'm lucky in life. I have friends of mine who are smart people who are from these areas, who have a history and legacy, and we don't talk sports. We talk about history. We talk about reality. This area of the world, what's been going on, it's been going on for a thousand years, and it will continue to go yeah. on. It will continue to go on. Yeah, I mean, My argument has always yeah. been America has no place in it. But America has no place bombing Yemen. I mean, we're bombing them. We could pretend the Saudis are bombing them, but we're bombing them. We had no place in Syria. We had no place in Iraq. We had no place in Afghanistan. We had no place in Libya. We had no place in Vietnam. No, and, and we we all know history doesn't repeat itself, but it does rhyme. Yeah. It, <laughs> oh, look at you, Mark Twain. I love it. Thank you very much. <laughs> and you know my other favorite Mark Twain, by the way? Never argue uh, with an idiot. They drag you down and beat you with experience. Thank you very much. I love that, Scott. Got a lot of Mark Twain. Could always do Mark Twain. But I want to focus on the nucleus of the problem. Nucleus of the problem is the people who are sitting in these powerful positions are bribed either firsthand, secondhand, or thirdhand. But make no mistake about it. Joe Biden is going to Europe. And he's going to do the weekend at Bernie's three. Right, He's going to embarrass the country the whole nine yards. Hopefully the Secret Service has the diaper bag with him. But what he's really going to do is say, boys and girls, we have an opportunity here. 
Number one, we could take the spotlight off of the incompetence and war crimes of NATO. Just ask a Serbian or a Yugoslavian. Yeah, I know we don't talk about it anymore. Joe Biden apologized for it when he could remember his address. They're going to glaze over all of the financial skullduggery in NATO, in the U.N. It's all going to go away. Just like we funneled tens of billions, $29 billion into Ukraine. Riddled in scandal, oligarch run. Those are the good oligarchs. And we're going to be quiet. As the same oligarchs who bribed the Clintons, open and notorious, for decades, now get their yachts taken away. Which got me thinking. If we can arbitrarily take people's Yachts and houses. I liked it. But I, let's put it towards the debt, which will never happen. It'll just line their pockets. Let's start with Nancy Pelosi and her husband. And I'm dead serious. I'm so sick and tired of pretending this inside trading piece of garbage is anything different than a Russian oligarch that bribed the Clintons. And to this day, my husband, Paul, who was born and raised in San Francisco, I was born and raised in Baltimore, to this day, he likes to dine at 8, and I like to eat at 5.30. <laughs> like a peasant. Yeah. I- have another facelift. You'll have a cleft chin. The reality is we have the worst people in society, the most obvious political whores and pimps, telling us why we should justify giving them more money and more power. And when things get too bad at home, they've always got the, the, the pen. Let's just write a check to you. Because $300 a month, that'll shut you up. And you know, I, I thought it wouldn't work until I came back to Chicago. And I watched the excitement and glee over Willie Wilson, who I think is a moron, giving gas money away rather than taking that money and educating the people on why the gas is so high and why they should never continue to vote the way they've been voting for 50 years. Instead, he didn't want to do that. He wants to buy votes. And he's a Republican, just like the chairman of the GOP in Chicago, by votes. And you realize, you're going to have to start to think like these people who came from these Soviet societies, from these Marxist societies, because they survived. How did they survive? They understood to recognize what you cannot control and take yourself to a place where you can control it. So as I got off the plane and I went through that sewer, O'Hare, and it is a fracking Sewer, $8.5 billion that we threw into the rehab. Did you see the workmanship there or lack of it? As the urinals are hanging off the walls, and they're all new. As the bathrooms smell like Democrat failure and corruption. I thought we could really stimulate, solve all kinds of problems. Let's hire the worker Ukrainians, the people who didn't like the oligarch system of the comedian who silenced all his critics, locked up the, the, the television stations that criticized him, just like the American Democrats. Let's take all those workers who are subjected to this failure. Let's take them into these sewers. At least we know the workmanship is great. Take the Russian people, too, who are subjected to that oligarch system. And let's take the American Democrats, 70% of the Republicans, and really harm these Soviet sewers. And send them our politicians. It'll be better than the weapons. They'll destroy that country in about 70 years. And the good news is, I think Joe Biden's still going to be weekending at Bernie's. Oh, yeah, they'll have him hooked up. little adrenaline pump, some caffeine from Starbucks, Viagra. His wife's used to waiting anyway. I think that's the real answer. 
You want to hurt these countries? Send them our Democrats instead of our money that the Democrats can't wait to waste. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. Squirrel hands. Love it. It's even better in person to see you up close. I forgot just how dainty your features are. Splendid. Good song, though. It's Santana, right? See? When I know something, it's a really good song. All right, let's go to Tim in Chicago for a layup. Tim in Chicago. Hey, Dan. Sean, Dan's taller and uglier and with no personality. I was going to tell you. Love, love the show. I hope you roast his butt tonight pretty good. No, it's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. It's the only reason I'm here, and uh, I'm going oh, to. tomorrow. Sorry. Yes, that's all right. So, Florida real estate, are you involved in uh, building any new multifamily properties out there with your high, highfalutin <laughs> friends? I, uh, I broker. I have a, a small boutique brokerage. And um, okay. I do know I do know a very good developer who is a wonderful guy. He doesn't need my help, and he's got a lot of stuff going on. Um, good. And the reason uh, we're going to need the rooms. Yeah, and that's the thing. The reason he's got a lot of stuff going on is that people from all of these utopian Marxist mafias have had enough of it, and they've had enough of it because they realize there's no real pushback against it. There's just the scum that wants second crumbs, and those are Illinois Republicans for the most part, except for a few. So it's interesting, Amen. you know, and, and your original question, we got a bad connection. Your original question is, what's the difference? And the difference is simple. It's, it's a corruption tax versus a non-corruption tax. And I don't just mean because here's something that's astonishing, Squirrel Hands. You're going to love this because you're a young kid, right? And if you were my son, which you could be, I haven't seen a picture of your mother, but there's a chance. Anyway, you would see that your future would be more equitable financially if you went to a state that didn't have a corruption tax. Corruption taxes happen in a variety of different ways. But in real estate is the hardest place for it to ever, for the person to work out of it. And, the, you know, when you think of these homes in these mediocre areas, and I include my area, Elmwood Park, River Forest, Oak Park, and, you know, you go north or south or whatever it is, and you see that these homes are of today's money at $400,000, let's say. But in 2000, before the crash from 2000 to 2008, they were at that 400000 People can't wrap their head around the fact they've lost 50% when you adjust the money. Along with, they're paying 10000 a year, and I'm being low on a lot of these, for property taxes. When you buy a $1.5 million house in Florida today, the property taxes are 9400 In some cases, they're 7200 Because they don't have that culture of corruption that Illinois has slowly built to where people tolerate it. And they do it through p- political corruption. That's all it is. And they cut the sweetheart jobs and the mindless, mindless money laundering schemes. And then something as simple as the license plate sticker on your car. I just went today because my wife and I, have, we have two cars here. And I haven't been here since November, really, for any length of time. So I said, okay, well, you know, my wife is going to wants to have the car so we don't get pulled over. I like to get pulled over. I like I meet nice people that way. Anyway, um, it's $186 or $184 per sticker. And in states that are run well, it's $32 for the same sticker. But the Illinoisan is used to that. And the Illinoisan, for some reason, of love and affection, they stay. Who are not in on the scam. Now, if you're in on that scam, 
My recommendation is don't leave, boys and girls, because this is the only place you could pull that off. Law-abiding states don't tolerate this kind of open and notorious corruption. They don't. They're steeped in principles and law, and they don't tolerate the scandal we accept, whether it's a Democrat politician coming out and saying, we have a surplus when you everyone knows the state is bankrupt. I mean, everybody knows it. It's why you have those costs. It's why you pay 82 cents a gallon on tax and think it's normal. That's the other thing. You, you, you know, you come from a state that doesn't have that. And you get off the plane or whatever it is, and you see 70 cents a gallon. It's a lot of money. You know, I was raised by a lady who never made over 15000 a year. Never. Every year. And those are the kind of differences that erode the quality of life. But, but the character of the citizen is different than back then. Because back then there was a stigma. You didn't want to be on welfare because then you admitted you could not exist without a corrupt politician paying you off, helping you. And you had to justify this philosophy that, that Illinois and Democrats have taken for granted now. And now it's just normal to go after and limit some people in the name of others. And the whole time take eyes off of why that big body of corrupt politicians in the middle. And in there lies our real problem. So these Pelosi clips that I'm going to play for you are not the ones that I don't think you're going to hear all over. Um, because the redistricting that's going on, as everyone thinks, this is it. America's had enough. Diapers Biden has done it so big he's even going to lose Democrats. Don't, don't think so. Because as things get worse, the feudalism gets worse. The Democrat generosity of someone else's money, the whole time protecting those, those companies and those people who bribe them, it gets greater. So Nancy Pelosi was at a talk where she let her hair down. It's where you got the clip of she's like a peasant and the rest of it. And they were asked about Eric Holder. See, all things go back to that era. That 90s scum Democrat, that Clintonoid, that's where they really perfected it. I say it had a lot to do with Mena, Arkansas, and how that little hub where he was governor became the drug capital of America. Did you know that? Oh, yeah, Pablo Escobar used to fly stuff right there. Nobody knew about it. Not the CIA or nothing. It's crazy. Anyway, um, that's where they were taught how to navigate the, the, the political prostitution we now accept. And they're going to fight to keep that in place. The reason that they had to take advantage of COVID, which whether they released it or not, is, is we're never going to find out. But the reason they had to change the voter balloting, harvesting, and the rest of it was because they knew what was at stake. Control of the world. As you heard Joe Biden say, we're building a new world order. So Pelosi wanted to tell Democrats, because there are people out there who, who live on this sustenance. I mean, you're talking big money here, kid. You know, you get these contracts. What do you think these guidos that go to Tom's Steakhouse and swallow a stool with their derriere pretend to be contractors? What do you think they do it for? They're talking big money, whole phony lifestyle. They're going to protect this crime syndicate called the Democrat Mafia and the gangster government of America. They're going to protect it. And she's going to tell you who's in charge. You remember Eric Holder? Or were you too young? You were back in college. Eric Holder was a real scumbag, not just because he wanted to defend for free, kind of like our new uh, uh, former Action Jackson, the new Supreme Court justice. He wanted to uh, defend the terrorists for free back then. But because he had good ideas like uh, Fast and Furious. Did you ever hear this one? Oh, great stuff. He was going to give guns we captured away to cartel members to see who they were. <laughs> give millions and millions of guns and everything, and then they were used, and they're still used to kill people. Um, then they want gun control. Huh. So he, w- he is a real bad player. 
but a smart scumbag lawyer like the Illinois GOP in Chicago. And um, he's in charge of redistricting throughout the country. Did you know that? Not a lot of people did. Nancy wanted to shed a little light, calm some fears of the Democrat mafia. So Eric Holder has been the head of something called it. Uh, and it's not really political, it may Careful, sound, of uh, the Democratic Re- National Democratic Redistricting Committee. See, now, this is important because they have all of these front groups, all of these at-arm bagmen that they could funnel all kinds of money to. Because when you have a group like this, you don't know who's giving it money. It could be somebody like Xi Jinping or Vladimir Putin or the Comedian in Ukraine who's worth $600 million. Nobody wants to know why. Or Ihor Kolomoisky. Kolomoisky. Who made that comedian worth six hundred million? They're all good guys, though. Don't worry about it. In fact, I heard he was Winston Churchill, or is it George Washington? I don't know. Somebody with Nazis. Which is to try to get redistricting to be apolitical. It's just apolitical, and and uh, com- uh, to do it by commission, to, to do it to meet certain standards of the Voting Rights Act that we hope to have, and uh, the Constitution of the United States, honoring those things. Yeah, honoring. The way they do in Illinois, when they take Chewy Garcia, Chewy Garcia, you know who he is? Oh, Chewy Garcia. If I would have been an Illinois resident, he'd be my congressman. And before him, it was Louis Gutierrez. Hell of an investor, Louis Gutierrez. Really an incredible real estate investor. Of course, he never paid real estate taxes. Kind of helps. And uh, Chewy Garcia, when you call his office, you get his cousin. Hey, how you doing? I mean, it's like a Cheech and Chong skit. It's unbelievable. So they take that that low-life district, and they stretch it to engulf all the suburbs that are Republican. They draw it, the Democrats, like they're, it's a cartoon because they're making fun of everybody. And they negate all the votes, and that's how you get to the position you're in. And then they take the Republican committeemen and the chairman, and then they cut them in on their scams, so they make sure there's never too big of a fight against it or too much exposure. And that's how you build a syndicate ruin a state and a country and a county like Illinois. And now they're doing it nationwide. This is a big story. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. I wonder why any of the media is not bringing up so many of the seeds that were laid for this crop of not just corruption, but this the circumstance of a third world war. I wonder why no one is talking about these historic, historic, open and notorious examples of political prostitution by the Barack Obama administration. I mean, I know that we're supposed to pretend that this this 80-year-old moron hasn't been bought and sold so many times he's like a hooker on a naval base, but the reality is he is. And I love when they run cover. I really, really do. Nobody does it like our own monotone. Little butter-handed Dick Durbin. Little Dick Durbin. Wife. You ever see the old lady? Oh, rough. You know, as Democrats go, she's gorgeous. Um, She turns out she's a lobbyist. And virtually everybody that gave her money got exactly what they wanted. Oh, it's amazing. So they're very sophisticated. And if you talk in a real monotone voice, no one will ever think you're a real gangster. But you are. So he runs cover for affirmative action, Jackson. Which I still say we should have done Carney B. I like that song with the back it up. Yeah, let's get that going. And here's the point. Most of this information was published in the Washington Post. Wait, wait, wait. Did you say the song is WAP? 
It's called WAP. The song is WAP. Get a sample of that because I don't like the way this is going. You know, I, I grew up in Monos Park. I'm half Italian. I don't like that little insult there. What about the, what about us? Anybody could insult the Italians. I don't want to talk about what it means. You know, it's probably vulgar. All right, let's go to little Dick Durbin. And here's the point. Most of this information was published in the Washington Post five days ago. All right? This is not confidential information. You mean about her being easy on pedophiles and sex offenders and whatnot? Well, sure, little Dick Durbin. She's a Democrat, such as yourself. You're easy on him, too. And not the way that Pete Silvestri is in the Forest Preserve, but you're easy on him legally. When the Holy attack on the judge started... We requested more information, the White House did, and then shared it with us within the day, and you now have the same copy that we have. End of story. Is it fair for you to characterize uh, Senator Hawley's questions or the questions raised by any of us as an attack? Yes, when you question the mafia, you're attacking it. Come on, Mike Lee. You got that 1960s hair. Do I thought you'd be smarter than this? It's not a personal uh, attack. This is a, a... No, it is a personal attack. When you point out... Someone like peanut head Kim Fox is clearly, if not directly working for the drug dealing scum of Chicago that's killing kids, then indirectly and must be benefiting some way. You're attacking her rather than pointing out you're releasing murderers and rapists within hours and not to mention gun offenders. You're attacking her. Stop attacking her, you racist pig. We've raised a legitimate question regarding. Our sentencing regarding the most heinous crimes imaginable. Oh, come on. So these are your legitimate questions, Mr. Chairman. Don't call them attacks. Oh, come on. Pedophilia, child porn. It's not heinous. Little Dick Durbin says it isn't. It's not heinous at all. In fact, in Chicago, it's called Tuesday. Well, I can just tell you, I have characterized them as attacks and other things as well. I think it's pretty clear what's going on here. And now you have all the information we have. 1984. Never had a job in his life. Had a fake position as a half-assed professor at the University of Illinois, which is where they run all of their Marxist Saul Alinsky lights through. And then they go have lunch at Manny's Corned Beef. Is that place still in existence? Because I've seen seen a lot of places that aren't. Another benefit of this Democrat mafia. Of course, if you're in, then you get these scumbags as customers, and then you get the PPPP loans. And, oh, you could also hire the alderman, the little tiny ones. Madigan, if he's not available, you hire that faint gang- gangster, Eddie Burke, you know, with the pinstripe suit, the Viagra in his pocket, $30 hooker, wife that's a Supreme Court justice, you know what I'm talking about? You could hire him, and they lower your taxes then. That's how you, that's how you run a city, county, and state, baby. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me. 2012, an oil discovery was found over the northwest quarter of this country. Oceans and oceans of oil. Virtually every state has it. In fact, Illinois, oil-rich state, coal-rich state. Not only that, 14 nuclear. What are they called? Nuclear power plants? 14. All shut down by government. Government has hamstrung, has cut the Achilles tendon of this country. 
through their green energy swindle. Yet, sooner or later, they're going to have to admit it. I mean, or we could just keep enriching terrible despots around the world. You know, the ones that the CIA has been bribing for decades. We could just continue to enrich them as we destroy the quality of life in America. But there are good people that are putting up a fight against that. Gordy Halton is one of those people. Gordy Halton joined the Illinois Manufacturers Association in 2019. He's actually been in politics for quite a while, but he seems to be one of the good guys. I will decide. Gordy, thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm good, Sean. Thanks for having me. So we do have quite a lot of the answers right here in the country that, you know, was the youngest and the richest because we had the smallest government, yet as this government has become so omnipotent and so powerful, we've become quite small, and we are in crisis after crisis after crisis. We can kind of solve the one we're in when it comes to gas and oil, can't we? Well, absolutely. Uh, America is blessed with uh, ridiculously abundant natural resources, an incredible workforce, and great energy companies that uh, that repeatedly push us to the brink of energy independence. Um, and then, you know, occasionally government decides to step in and uh, and put their finger on the scale a little bit and try and shift that uh, our economy away from from domestic energy independence as much as they can. I think. And you've been around this for quite a while. I mean, you've been around these politicians for quite a while. I have come to the conclusion it is because they understand that if you have a strong economy, if you have strong business people, strong citizens, they don't need the politicians. Politicians are rooted out for inept, incompetent, or corrupt. And they're a system that we now have, where we have bought the willful servitude and gone into it. Why would they ever relinquish this power they have over us? especially when they have such atrocities in place, like the idea of CO2 and our exhaling being used against us and obviously a form of taxation. Why would they ever turn over the idea that companies could pull out the natural energy America is blessed with? Well, I, you know, I don't know about about the motivations behind it, but I, I do know that, uh, that we have um, an administration in Washington right now that in, in one of its first actions, um, you know, shut down and discouraged American energy development, halted federal leasing, made it more difficult for existing leases to be seen through. And, and those are long-term projects. Each one of those leases, you know, an onshore takes three to five years, an offshore takes eight to 10 years to develop. They have to be developed within 10 years, so there's uh, certain regulatory hurdles. And we have, uh, again, the resources here in the United States of America, we have American companies who uh, employ Americans and pay taxes uh, who can help us uh, use that energy to make uh, our country energy independent, uh, which helps our national security, again, helps provide jobs for thousands of Americans uh, and, and pays taxes here domestically. Um, however, if you do that, then these countries that are turned in, that are despotic and, and, and seize the oil for their own royal family and the rest of it, it would negate their investment in so many of our politicians that they guarantee these policies to neuter America and enrich them. The idea that, you know, I, I, I've been paying attention to this for decades. The idea that we don't take advantage of what Rockefeller tapped in the pipelines, in the natural gas, in all of it. In fact, in some instances, we have the natural gas just going off into the air. We have Anwar. You don't have to drill. You just got to pump more. We have how many oil rigs that are shut down because of regulation and, and taxation and the rest of it. Do you think they're well, right? And we have a great, we have a sorry, we have a great example here in Illinois where the Illinois Manufacturers Association led the charge years ago for a 
to, to open the possibility of hydraulic fracturing for natural gas here in Illinois, where we have an abundant supply. But the regulatory environment created by this state is the most onerous in the nation. And so we see our neighboring states producing natural gas on a scale that's uh, not economically feasible here in Illinois because of the regulatory environment. Gordy, if that was a different scenario, if that was a different story, and that was able to be tapped, would ComEd have the monopoly it now has over the people of Illinois? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know that I got the expertise to speak to that. Um, but, but again, we, we have opportunities here, uh, given the correct, you know, given more sane policy choices to take advantage of Illinois energy resources, to take advantage of American energy resources, so that we're not dependent on foreign countries, we're not dependent on other states, um, and so this this nonstop roller coaster ride that we seem to be on lately of of energy prices, because it is a global commodity, um, we can smooth out our own participation in that, and, and you know improve our citizens' lives, provide employment, um, and and create a more sustainable, stable market for all of us. What's the um, what's the optimism level among the uh, Illinois Manufacturers Association from the time you joined in 2019 to now? What have you seen um, as far as the growth of that or the shrinking well, of that organization? Uh, uh, so tremendously optimistic. Um, I believe, and, and believe even more so now than I did when I joined in 2019, that Illinois is is perfectly poised to be the manufacturing powerhouse of the United States and therefore of the world. We have a world-class workforce. We have incredible transportation infrastructure. We have uh, abundant energy resources. What we lack are um, good policies in place to sort of nurture that. And we've done some work in the last couple of years, for example, on, on the Rev Act, which promotes, uh, you know, electrification of vehicles. We've done uh, we've done a similar job this spring on something called the Micro Act to try to create state-level economic development incentives to bring microchip manufacturing back to the United States and back to Illinois. Because right now, such an enormous proportion of, of microchips on which every device in the world depends, our military depends, um, 70% of those are made in Asia. The really technical ones that power you know, our national security stuff, over 90% of those are made in America. It's not just an employment issue or a market fairness issue. It's a national security issue. We need to reshore um, microchip manufacturing back here into Illinois and the United States. And, and the Micro Act, which has passed the Senate unanimously in Illinois and is currently pending in the House, will help us do that. You know, we have a tendency to um, regulate business out of the country. We've seen it in these regulatory-heavy states. They regulate it to different states, and then other states take advantage of it. How did the microchip business, which was really invented here, how did it ever go overseas? What was the what was the climate? What was the regulation that damned it overseas, where we don't want to see how it's made? We just need the product, kind of like oil. Um, I, I think uh, I think there was for for many years, uh, you know, the global market presented opportunities in terms of uh, ease of transport, cheap transportation of goods, raw materials, uh, and then finished products around the world. And, and the global economy sort of redistributed to reflect that. Um, and what we've seen, especially in the last 24 months, um, folks have woken up and realized that the things that we really need when we have a crisis like a pandemic or a war in Europe, uh, we don't produce enough of it here at home, whether it's face masks, ventilators, uh, or energy. 
Um, we've offshored so much of that that when there is a crisis, we face those market fluctuations without much of a safety net, um, and Americans pay the price. But if you go back throughout history, right, this didn't just happen overnight. We're not like, so, you know, we don't believe that history started this morning because we got up. If you look at, back at the whole system, is this not something that inspired so much of our import-export and more import than export business anyway? Is that the regulatory bodies, the fraudulent well, certainly, costs? I mean, certainly regulation plays a, plays a huge part in it. Um, and costs of health care, costs of Social Security, the, the forced union uh, labor. Isn't that all part of the, our bigger problem? The regulatory environment plays a, plays a huge part in that. But, it, but again, there is a a national security implication to this and an economic security implication to this, that uh, manufacturing needs to be brought back to Illinois, brought back to the United States. And and that's a part of the work that we do at the Illinois Manufacturers Association and the advocacy that we provide. Are you seeing um, an opportunity for, for that to continue to grow? Are politicians who were maybe not so open to your ideas or your suggestions, are they more open through the recognition of their own failure? Or is this going to be another uphill battle for you? Well, I think the, the pandemic and the current energy crisis has opened a lot of eyes to the to the necessity of of bringing more energy production back to the states uh, and and more production of our critical supplies, equipment, food, you name it. We we don't we need to produce more of it here so that we can be more reliant on ourselves instead of on others. Should we have more pipelines or less? Um, we should have as many pipelines as, as the market, you know, um, dictates. We, we, we have a capitalist system with, which allows the market to drive decisions like that. And we produce enough energy here. Um, and if pipelines are the most economically feasible, uh, you know, safest. I like this. I like the idea that it's market sensitive and that the market drives it. But when you see it, um, when you see climate change and when you see an agenda of control be politicized to something as, as obvious as the Keystone Pipeline, for example, I know everyone's talking about it, but the reality is if that was open, we wouldn't be in this pickle. And we had, what, a, a, another 2% to go? We had estimates of six weeks more to completion. Does that not just fry you? Well, uh, all of these regulatory challenges um, have created this this current situation where we're paying more for energy than we should had other policy choices been made. And at the Illinois Manufacturers Association, we believe in an all of, all of the above energy policy. Um, we consume, manufacturers consume about a third of all energy in the United States of America. So when prices go up, we pay a proportionate share of it. Um, and nobody has been more energy efficient, more conservation minded than manufacturers over the years because we pay for the energy we consume. Right. Um, and so it's we're the innovators cost. who are pushing who are pushing those energy efficiency programs forward. So the market decided at one point Illinois would have 14 nuclear plants. Have you ever been satisfied with why... I think what are two operational and even not to capacity. Have you ever been satisfied with why we have the rest of them collecting dust? Uh, I'm not. I, I don't know that that the majority of those have been closed. There was a you know the energy bill in Illinois last year, for example, included some some support for for nuclear power plants, and and nuclear is a part of that all of the above energy strategy. It's got to be gas, coal, natural gas, nuclear, renewables. Um, Again, manufacturers consume so much energy that we're very price sensitive, very conscious about how much we use, uh, and, and we'd like to have options. Do you have a bill on the table now that you're excited about? 
Uh, the Micro Act in particular is something I think that uh, that can really do a lot of good for the state of Illinois and uh, and for the United States of America, particularly in that uh, in those high tech areas where we're so sensitive in terms of national security. And if and if we have a crisis in Asia, like we have now in Europe, uh, you know, our microchip supply is a concern. We already see American manufacturers who um, have had to slow or limit production of critical things because they can't get their hands on enough, of enough microchips. Is this, to produce their products. Is this not something you can fast track? This seems like a no brainer. Well, it passed the Senate unanimously, um, and we've had a productive hearing in the House, and the legislature is scheduled to adjourn April 8th, so hopefully we'll have some uh, concrete action on it in the next couple of weeks. Great. So if the aliens or the zombies don't attack by April 8th, I look forward to you celebrating. <laughs> All right. I want to thank you for what you do, Gordy. I mean it. I mean, it's, it's wonderful you, that you Thank keep you this, what you do. this push. I really love it. So keep it up and come back anytime you want to update us on some optimism. We could use it. Gordy Holton, thank you so much for joining me, Illinois Manufacturers Association. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM560, the answer. So today, they're blaming the 400-point uh, collapse on the fact that there has been a supply chain disruption among oil. And it gets me thinking, that's why I love to have Gordon Holton on, because the answers are brutally, bald-faced, obvious, obvious. Do you know why we had such stability under Joe Biden when he was young, when he could comb his hair and remember his address? From 1929 to 1975, gas was under 50 cents a gallon. And we're just going to do gas because it's the easiest thing to, to have a relationship with, is because we were the producers. Oh, it is so... Painfully obvious. It wasn't until politicians recognized they finally got what they couldn't do under such titans like Rockefeller and other Texas oil millionaires at the time back then. It was rare to be a billionaire. They couldn't bribe them. They needed those companies to go public. They needed bureaucracies and boards to happen. They needed to bribe board members. They needed to create this culture of corruption, this corporatism we think is capitalism now. But up until then, up until that point, we had the best quality of life. It's best for everybody when the common denominator of everything is cheap and abundant and readily available. When you didn't have to worry of supply chain disruptions. What's the supply chain disruption in oil? What do you think it is? Do you think it's Ukraine and Russia? Or do you think it's the inbred Saudis blowing up Yemen? We still don't know why. Or do you think it's uh, the guy in Venezuela with that Tom Selleck wannabe mustache who likes to have their people eat the dogs because he has such a good quality of socialism in Venezuela. It's the policies that brought us here. Every state in this country could provide its citizens everything it needs. You wouldn't have any of this chaos throughout the world. And, however, if that would have been done, there's no way you could have got somebody like Biden in. There's no way to build his new world order. I think, you know, my mother had an expression, out of everything terrible, something good will come if you look hard enough for it. Oh, boy. I think this presents us with some significant opportunities to make some real changes. we got to cut this cut down. You know, we are at an inflection point, there it I is. believe, in the world economy. Not just the world economy, in the world. It occurs every three or four generations. As one of, them, as the, uh, one of the top military people said to me in a secure meeting the other day, 60, 60 million people died between oh, 1900 boy. and 1946. Right, nobody's dying and anymore. Uh, since then, we established a liberal world order, and 
That hadn't happened in a long while. A lot of people dying, but nowhere near the chaos. And now is a time when things are shifting. We're going to there's going to be a new world order out there. This is their biggest front. Joe Biden is for the first time in his life is significant rather than just a part of the major problem. Now he's he's the hood ornament of the whole problem. He's going to take advantage of this crisis. So the whole time we know the solutions, we have the solutions in every state in this country. The entire North, West, third of the country, oceans and oceans of the lightest, sweetest crude. We have the most efficient way to pull it out. The most ecological, sound way, clean way. We have the cleanest way to pull it out. You take a look at Saudi Arabia. You think that they're paying attention to all of the regulations or Ukraine or Russia or Venezuela, you think they're capping the wells? I don't think they can. I mean, does it look clean? I don't think so. But we have it right here. Yet the problem isn't the supply. It isn't the demand. It's the corruption in the middle. Today I want to discuss part of this crisis that is all too often overlooked, but whose evidence shows that there's a very meaningful connection here. The correlation between fossil fuel extraction sites and abductions and murders of indigenous women across the United States. Well, have the people who get caught go before affirmative action, Jackson. They'll be back out on the street. We could pump the oil. See, there's always a solution. You've got to bribe the right Democrat. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. You know. This is my guy. You don't understand when I was a kid how much I loved this guy. I still love him. The best. You know, his father killed him over an electric bill. <laughs> Did you know that? Two million dollars in the bank killed him over a $35 electric bill. That's called Dumas. All right, I asked for calls. We got calls. Let's go to calls. And something's wrong with my screen again, kid. What is going on here, man? I can't have this. We got to shoot him. Look at now to take an old. Oh, that's that's a good one. And P. Ow. Ow. Breaking news from Joe Biden in Europe. Uh, Miles, two ninety four. Hey, Sean. I googled the Micro Act. It's a subsidy for Intel manufacturers for oh. microchip manufacturers. So I guess Intel needs the corporate. Uh, <laughs> welfare it is so the miles act my business could use some money i might drive a better car miles don't get involved man that's what they want us to do but it's so it's so systemically no i know it it is so systemically sickening subsidies after the feds passed a six billion dollar subsidy to do chips so that's the manufacturers association those are conservative business owners for corporate welfare for chip manufacturers. Well, unfortunately, I don't. I, I, I don't. I don't think Gordy is promoting that. He didn't sound like he was promoting that. He didn't mention anything from the from the government. Well, but the, that, bill, the first sentence oh, is subsidies for building chips. Well, the first thing you have to know: it's a Democrat from New York. They don't do anything that doesn't provide a campaign contribution kickback. So, of course, that's what it is, Miles. I understand that. But what I was trying to get out of him, and I don't know. I'm sure you picked up on it. What What started the problem? And I know what the problem, what started the problem. What started the problem was the corruption in an organized labor mafia called unions working lockstep with Democrat politicians to regulate manufacturing out of the country. That's what started the whole damn thing. So if you're not going to oh, fix no. that, you're going to have to subsidize it, right? And that's what we're used I to. Agree. Yeah. 
Thanks. I agree. But he gave us lip service that the capital for the pipelines and all that stuff. If there was capital to build chips in Illinois, they'd be built in chips in Illinois, for God's sake. You don't have to subsidize it. No. And, uh, you know, quite honestly, I don't think that Illinois manufacturers. I, ha- I have a good friend of mine who I traded with who I love to death. Put a ton of money into his into his warehouse, ton of money, and he's got a big contract. Very very smart, very wealthy kid, and and you know we were just talking. He's 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 about out the door. If 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 Pritzker wins, he's gone, and he's taken you know probably 185 jobs with him, and uh, he's not going to put up with it anymore. So the reality is, you know, a lot hinges on this election for governor, and it's a good you know, and and the way it looks, you're going to get a Democrat either way. If the if the step and fetch Republicans to Ken Griffin's money have their way, they're just going to want another political whore in there. That's who they're running anyway. Thank you very much, Miles. You know I love the call. Thank you, right. Kevin Austin, Texas. Sean, thanks for taking my call. Um, you're talking about the Chicago GOP, I, and, and I noticed on uh, Twitter. I know you don't have a handle, but the Sean Show does. Yeah, and they uh, said they invited him, uh, Steve Bolton, on to the show, but he declined. I think you should have uh, Sean Morrison, who advertises on your show, who is the Cook County uh, chairman of the Republican Party. You, you should call him. But you know me, right? And say, hey, go on the show. You huh? know you know me. You think I give a rip if oh. anybody advertises on my show that that's a political person? No, I, I don't I'm I don't care that they ever. They could take their money and get the hell off my show for all I care. I don't care about that. Well, if, he, if Sean Morrison is a decent guy, and I don't know him, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, I know. But my, my point is that I think Steve Bolton should go on the show. Steve, Steve I'd love uh, to have Steve Bolton himself. in studio, that lipless piece of garbage. I'd love to have him well, on. Well, you know. No, 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 no. no, as long no. As he, if, you want to threaten the guy with Ken Griffin's money, you're a piece of garbage. You understand? Piece of garbage. You, you, right. You're, well, you're a half you should, man. He's a piece my, of garbage. Is, and until he's out, Kevin, is, until yeah. he's out, Chicago GOP doesn't exist. They don't exist. I'm agreeing with you. I don't yeah. know why you're yelling at me. I'm yelling at him. My point is you. that, I, I, yeah, I think keep calling him out. Say, Steve, come on the show. No. I want to, I don't, you know what? Show. I don't even want to talk to him. I mean, I will. No. Well, Believe me, if he calls, the lines are open. Here's who I want to talk to. I don't want to talk to the half man who's acting like a gangster with Ken Griffin's money. I want to talk to Ken Griffin. Send Ken Griffin an email. I want to know if he knows. The political whores who now think they're the pimp because Ken Griffin stroked the check. That's what well, I want. I would love to hear. I, I want to hear what Steve Bolton has to say for himself as far as the, the, what you're talking He's about. He's a, a pencil neck, lipless fraud. Manufacturing in Chicago. How are they going to change education? He's not going to do anything. He wants a pay-to-play scheme. That's how he has his pretend well, law firm. That's how they let it. these other scumbags like Pete Silvestri just go be a business agent for Gold Rush Gaming. You make a little side change, little sack of Joey on the side, two dollar whore in well, a five dollar world. I hope Devin. I hope Devin calls him and says, "Hey, you should call the show." So anyhow, you could call. I, the, I the want him I in studio. Watch. I want to look at his beady eyes. I'd prefer in studio, but I'll take whatever I can get. Thank you very much, Kevin. Go join a committee, man. That's why I don't do it, because a scum like that like run the Chicago GOP. By the way, you good people, don't you give them five cents. Not five cents, because they're relying on your frustration. They're relying on your willful optimism in a city, in a county, that's been corrupt for 50 years as they kissed the ring. And I cleaned it up. I know what Pete Silvestri kissed. They kiss the ring of little Mike Madigan, the most successful mafia don in world history. Not country, world. 
And by the way, that Eddie Burke ain't too bad either. He'll never do a day. Oh, why is he not getting, he's not going to go to trial. Why? Because of COVID? <laughs> what a great gift. What an absolute great gift to these Democrat Marxist mafia roaches. It just goes to show you. It's always something. If it's not one thing, it's another. In a Democrat mafia run hellhole that was once a great city. 312 642 5600. AM 560. The answer. I like this guy. I like to meet this guy. Be a lot of fun. And did you give me an example of that Carney B? And you're sure she's not going to be nominated for the Supreme Court? You sure? All right. I have a little optimism. Merck Northbrook. Hey, how you doing today, Sean? Good. How are you? I'm okay. Uh, yesterday they were supposed to have a hearing for the. Uh, Merck members versus the CME, and it was uh, postponed for another oh, month. Oh, come on. Now, refresh my memory. This is about refre- the litigation. It's about yeah. the litigation involves um, the uh, B-share members mm-hmm. that uh, saw their the value of their memberships go from uh, close to a million dollars or 500000 depending on which seat you had. A mm-hmm. uh, million and a half, all, you know, and they just got trashed. Uh, yeah. uh, IMM seat went all the way down to like uh, 30, 40 grand and a. Uh, oh, IOM the trading rights. This like... is the trading rights. Correct. Right? Yes, yes, yes. Right. Yes, yes. The Aurora faction, the Aurora yes, deal. Yes, yes, yes. That uh, was going on, was going forward that we, the members were never even informed about it until it was like completed. I was contacted earlier in the week of a friend of mine who I haven't heard from in years. And uh, him and his brother were great guys. I mean, great guys. And uh, I was contacted by him. And, uh, you know, it was just nice. It was just a, a wonderful place. And I often think back, you know, I have kids now in college. And you realize how many Chicagoans that place employed, how many lives. Oh, the tens of thousands. Oh, yeah. it's over 100,000. But just how it was um, an alternative for kids who could figure out things on their own and how successful, how many millions of successful people that were really spawned from that knowledge in that place. It's really amazing. And I, I have to tell you, I know you've got a case going on and you're, I know what side you're on, I could tell, but aren't you interested? Wouldn't you like to see Terry Duffy pull the whole damn thing out of here and go somewhere else where he's appreciated and the Chicago Mercantile members are appreciated rather than overtaxed? Well, I, I think a lot of guys would like to see uh, changes uh, yeah. at, the, at the helm of the exchange, you know, no. um, as far as the exchange going, they can go. They can go wherever they oh, want. They it's got, a flick uh, of a switch. Yeah, I got I got it. a little bit of an affection for Terry Duffy, and, I, and I'll tell you why. I used to run him orders in the feeder cattle, and he had the Zanza belts on, remember? Terry Duffy was a hell of a guy back then. Well, he, was, he, was, he spent more of his time in the uh, hogs. Yeah, he was a hog, he was a hog guy, right? But he was in the feeder for a while. He had a, this. This uh, I, used to, I can remember running the orders like yesterday. Thank you. You made me feel good. Thanks for yeah. the call. I wish you luck. Let good. me know. Let me know how it goes. I appreciate it. Martin Riverside. Hello, uh, Sean. Uh, I want to get back on a a, a, a quick one on uh, you. You want some legal input on this uh, this city. Uh, Intervention on this profile that the landlord had called, and they're putting an option requirement to have options on all his his tenants that they shouldn't do. 
Let me help, Martin. Let me help. Let me let me help uh, capsize it for a little bit, or not capsize, it, but let me help explain it for a little bit. Sure, sure. What you're what you want to talk about is what we've learned last week, or what we, I didn't know was a Chicago regulation that landlords must give their tenants the first right of refusal should they sell their income property, right? Correct. Okay, so go ahead now. All right. There's a, I don't hear, I don't have the constitution right out in front of me. It's called impairment of contract. It's a, it's in the, uh, in the constitution itself. I don't know what our article, but it's, it's okay in, in the constitution, but that being federal first, first and fifth of the amendment and fourteenth applicable. But what they, it's, it's a direct violation, but it's what they call de facto because you have to bring it in the federal court. See, that's what they do. See, the con is, that you have to have enough money to bring that thing in the federal district court to a class action or having standing to bring the thing, thing through. The fact that it's unconstitutional, in fact, you're still screwed. But here's the thing, you're, Martin. You're still, you have, what is real estate? Is a bundle well, of... You're correct. I mean, he's correct. He's, he, he, you're totally correct, but it's just... The, the the one one I I'm pretty sure it's what they call impairment of contract, which is federal violation of what the city did of of the ordinance. And, uh, I think, and I, here's the thing, yeah. Martin. I think it should be challenged and go all the way to federal court. I mean, all the way to Supreme Court. The bad news is when it gets there, when it gets to the Supreme Court, when does equal protection of the laws attach to a, to a human being? Oh, that one's too complicated. Let's go to another one. Wait. When uh. When does life begin? Oh, that one's way too complicated. She ain't going to do that. Uh, can you provide a definition for the word woman? Oh, this one's easy. Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't. What? You can't? Oh, God. Not in okay. this context. So I'm not a biologist. The- so if you can't tell that the VJJ is a woman and the three-piece set is a guy, you think we're going to be real nuanced on contract law of real estate rights? <laughs> this is great. The USSA. Let's just get it over with. The United Soviet States of America. And that's why I don't play a lot of those clips. It's hard to watch the destruction of Americanism. It's hard to watch the bastardization of property rights over your life. It's been hard over the last two years. Who is the government to tell me what I have to put in my body? Who are you to take away my small business, my big business, any business? Who are you to tell me I can't go out of my house and I should put something on my... Who in the hell do you people think you are? See, I know who you are. And I know who you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be representatives, not rulers. And I'm going to fight like hell. Put you back in your corner. And I don't care if you're in the GOP or the DNC, a lobbyist. I don't care what particular form of scumbag tyrant you are. I'm here to push back. And I'll do it all day long. I never get tired. I get a little aroused, but never tired. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's... Sean Thompson, and this is the Sean Thompson Show. I remember 
Joe Biden way, way, way back to the late 70s. I do. I remember him. Back then, he was just embarrassing because it was so obvious he was a political hitman for the labor extortion mafia unions. Worst part of our policies where he was corrupted and bribed. That was when he had his faculties. Now that he's meandering around the White House calling for his nurse, doesn't realize it's his wife, can't figure out why his socks are wet, and doesn't know when rice pudding is served, it's really humiliating. I wanted to bring on Jeff Mordock, who realizes it's high stakes. But man, oh man, it's also low expectations. He is a White House reporter for the Washington Times. He's been with me since, since the beginning. Jeff, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? I'm doing great, Sean. Thanks for having me. All right, what do you think? You saw the Secret Service leave with the diaper bag. You see him bouncing around. Uh, this is going to be bad. It's like a weekend at Bernie's 3, huh? Well, I think what, what we've got to do is manage our expectations for this. I think if we don't expect anything out of this, and honestly, why would we? I think we'll be okay, and I think that's what the administration is counting on, that we do have low expectations coming out of this, because honestly, nothing's going to be achieved. There's going to be a lot of talk, but the concrete action that we need is just not going to get done. Are you sure? Because I smell more money for an organization that has been on and off and under investigation for at least 30 years in NATO. I mean, does everybody, Jeff, I mean, I know you're a news junkie. You remember when the head of NATO was involved in a baking scandal and tried in Italy. And the same court, the same judge that let him walk was the same judge that let the Sicilian mob boss walk seven months later. I mean, you realize that I think this is, he just gave the New World Order speech. I think this is going to be one of those moves where it'll go under the feeble fascist, and before you know it, NATO will be getting a tremendous amount of money. They'll be doing all of the things that Putin accused them of doing in the first place. And we're going to be in the leading from behind position that the Democrats love. Well, I would argue that we, you know, you say we will be in the leading. I would argue that we're already in the leading behind from right. behind position. Uh, look, I mean, just look at how unprepared we were. I mean, look how late it took the U.S. to impose sanctions on Russia. It's those sanctions I want to ask you about. Mm-hmm. I remember, I'm old and I have a really good memory, and I remember when those same people were sanctioning, I mean literally the same ones, were involved in the Uranium One deal. And they were hiring Bill Clinton to go on the phony speeches at 500000 a crack. The same oligarchs who were lured to New York, lured to Florida, lured to California to buy the multi-million dollar residences and the the boats are all stored with foreign flags in Miami. Is it right we just seize their stuff? And what about American oligarchs? Are we going to grab theirs or where where do we draw the line? Well, that's an excellent point. Um, You know, right now, this is... Right now, this is just good theater. It's easy politics. Everybody's mad at Russia. Let's go target their their wealthiest people. Uh, their type. But most of these people are over here. Most of these people are not really that involved in Russian politics as much as this administration would make make a scene. And I, you know, and there's so many carve outs. There's so many ways to evade these uh, sanctions if you are an oligarch with a boat in Miami that. You know, you do wonder what what this is really going to accomplish. I mean, the administration seems to tout that they're going to take effect into a month, which, if I'm living in the Ukraine, is not something I really want to hear. The other thing I have a problem with this with this. I see, I'm a contrarian by nature. I always have been, you know, since I was in diapers. 
But the reality is, too, I pay attention. I don't like that Zelensky, a year before all of this, canceled the three television stations because they criticized him. I don't like that he's taken this opportunity to neuter the 11 opposition parties, the same parties that were fighting against Ihor Kolomoisky, who is his biggest money supplier. I don't like that he's worth $600 million. Should I just shut up and be quiet while we give this guy $26 billion and nobody's going to know where it went? Well, the, right now, I would argue uh, the concerns about Zelensky are real. There, there's definitely some concerns. There's definitely, he's definitely got ties to people that would raise some questions. That being said, you know, he is trying to send off a, a significant Russian invasion and doing oh, yeah. a good job. We do have to keep, we do have to do, we do have to keep Russia out of Ukraine. Uh, and that's the bottom line. And we do have to show him, and I'm talking about the U.S., show him the support with the military, with the money to do what they can to keep, to keep Russia out of there. So, you you know, I find this, I'm sticking up for you, brother. Believe me, I don't mean to put you on the grill, Jeff. I'm sticking up for you because you went to George Washington University. I don't want it to be called Kol, uh, Kolominsky University by the time it's over because sure. I can't stand the comparisons, quite honestly. And that's how I know I'm being lied to. And I, 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 I hate the whole thing. So I really pay attention. Is there any concern among the D.C. press corps that this is the very country that was riddled in scandal with the first son who has a become a connoisseur of crack cocaine? No, um, and it's somewhat surprising because it's a question that I have asked, you know, has Biden withhold stuff? Is this a country he can afford <laughs> to anger given, you know, his son's business dealings and what they may or may not have on him? And I think that's something that I wonder how much that plays into the White House calculus when they decide what to give Ukraine. Um, it, it's certainly interesting. And the other thing that's a problem is I feel like we're being outflanked. I'm an old card player, and you could always tell, you know, when you can't figure out who the pigeon at the table is, it's you. And when you see China meet with Russia, Russia and Iran, the Iran deal, then Saudi and the, the gangster that took over Saudi Arabia and how he stiff-armed Joe Biden in his meeting and loves to high-five Vladimir Putin and has an affection for Xi Jinping. And there's talk about getting rid of the petrodollar. Is the D.C. press corps aware of this, or are they just all lollipops and unicorns? Well, I think they're, they're leading the charge. I mean, the, the war is good for their ratings. The war is good for their leadership. So they're not asking, or I'm sorry, the readership, my mistake. No, but think about uh, it. I'm just laughing at the way, I mean, because you're right. Look at how ridiculous the year 2021. The war is great for ratings. Well, go ahead. I just wanted to point out. It is. But, yeah. You know, it, 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 it's funny, and you're right. It's comical, but it is true. And that's why we've seen such a drumbeat for war. That's why we've seen in the media. I mean, this, the media's been building this thing up since the fall of last year. Um, and... Look at the ratings. Look at how much the ratings have improved. Look at how much readership has improved. So there's not a lot of questioning of this because of they know this is good for business. So on CNN, as I'm talking to you right now, and it says, uh, you know, uh, NATO claims 15,000 Russian troops are dead. And, you know, hey, I, I think they're both they're two oligarch countries, you know, whatever. Go ahead. But yeah. there's also a rumor that there are American, British uh, Australian, Canadian soldiers that are killed. Why are we not hearing about any of this? 
it also seems to be where they're redacting some information, and, and it reminds me of Vietnam in the early stages when Reuters back then or uh, the Associated Press would redact the amount of people killed so the Americans wouldn't get aggravated. Doesn't it seem like it's happening again? Well, there's definitely an information blackout. We, we, we've been seeing very little of what is actually happening out on the ground. If you look at all of the reports, go through CNN's daily update, and Fox News for that matter as well. And it's a lot of the political, what they do for their minute-by-minute updates, it's a lot of the political uh, aspects of this. So-and-so was at NATO and said this. Zelensky met with the French parliament and said that. It's very little about, or you hear about, you know, Russia shelled from um, the sea. They shelled Maripol from the sea. But there's very little what you hear about from the day-to-day, on-the-ground combat. It's outrageous. Um, There's not a lot about... There's general broad strokes. Ukraine's trying to take this territory back, or Russia has seized this city. But you don't get a lot about what's happening on the ground. Um, you know, if you look at Twitter, you've seen some reports about Ukrainian army doing some things that may or may not that may not be above board. <laughs> yes, and, you mean the Azovs and the with the with the the SS lightning bolts from the the Third Reich on their arm? Yeah, they're doing some bad stuff. I hate the way this is being propagandized. But you don't. But have you seen that covered by any major media? You can't even get people to verify what's being posted on Twitter. This That's has to why kill you. That's this... about it because none of this stuff has been verified. Your whole life is built on freedom of the press. For a guy like you, somebody who is not part of the corporate corrupt media, this has to just be. You have to go home and headbutt the wall. I mean, how do you? I mean, it's driving me nuts. It must drive you crazy. Well, if you want an example, what I think is a better example of where there's been a media blackout in Ukraine. One of the things that has frustrated me, and, and I have tried to get more information on this, look at the missile strike by Iran on our uh, just north of our consulate uh, in Iraq. Has anybody talked about that? I've heard maybe one question about that at the press briefing. The administration waited at least 24 hours to put a statement out about it. Have you heard anything on the news about that in the last week, last 10 days? Nothing. And I don't expect it. I have Jake Sullivan, who is a former CIA apparatchik. This is legit. This is now the president's spokesman. He is a Mm -hmm. former CIA agent. I mean, brother, I know I'm supposed to believe that the CIA is on my team, but boy, oh boy, they seem to be very involved with these wars, covering up the information, putting a spin on it. I don't like the whole thing in Yemen. We're not getting any answers. We never have. It's been going on for 10 years. I hate being the bad guy. I want to be the good guy. I used to watch the movies with the Lone Ranger and the White Hat. I thought that was us. I thought we were the John Wayne. Uh, I don't want to be part of the problem, but we are, aren't we? But the CIA, I mean, they've been covering this up for decades. This is nothing new. I mean, this has been going on since the CIA has existed. That, you know, we're not getting the information about some about these things as, as much as we should. For a hundred- I mean, that, that's the, almost the CIA's whole mission. For Since World War II, there's been a thing with Belarus and the Ukrainians. You know, people are ignorant to this. I don't know why. I think it's an amazingly part of big part of history. The 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 Nazi stronghold in the Soviet Union was Ukraine. Ukraine went in back then. It was is Stephen uh, Bandara. He goes into Belarus. He kills two million people. So there's been animosity ever since then. Belarus has been victimized by both the Soviet Union and the Nazis in Ukraine and the rest of it. Now there's accusations that the weapons we're giving them, supposedly to fight off the Russians, are being fired into Belarus. Is there even a murmur 
in Washington, D.C. about this, as these allegations are all being given by the Belarus, not Putin, but the, the, the no, head of Belarus. No, because they're dismissing Belarus. You know, it's the last, you know, I mean, how many times have you heard this week when talking about that country, news anchors snickering and saying, oh, that's the last European country run by a dictator, which honestly isn't true. But uh. second of all, I mean, how, how many times have you heard that and then dismiss anything that comes out of that country? It's just nauseating, brother. That's why I love the fact you're there. Jeff Mordock, yeah. what would I do without you in the Washington Times, kid? You keep it up. You stay safe. Yeah. You know, p- p- people of honor and integrity in Washington, D.C., you don't go for a ride with anybody, not even your Uber driver. You call me. I'll arrange it, okay? Thanks, Sean. I, I, as always, I love coming on here. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jeff Mordock. I appreciate it. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM 560, The Answer. <laughs> is this Cardi B? Yeah. You tell me she would have made a great Supreme Court justice. There it is. Oh, yeah, that's not good. All right. We got the same. I think we might have got better. I think Cardi B would have been better on sexual predators than this particular Marxist mafia. What are they calling her? They're calling her K. What is it? KBJ? That's what they're calling her? Wouldn't that fit? Kamala Harris more? Oh, oh, I get it. Brown Jackson. Never mind. I just want to be clear on things. You know, I like to be very specific. So a lot of people are going to play you a lot of these affirmative action Jackson, also known as KBJ. They're going to play you a lot of these. <laughs> I can't even say. They're going to play you a lot of this stuff. And um, I find it to be aggravating. Do you find this to be aggravating? It's aggravating me. You know why? I always thought that the law of this country was my shield, not the weapon of the fascists of the Fourth Reich of the Marxists. I never even thought it was possible. And I, I, I truly mean this. I never thought it was possible for somebody like this to be on the Supreme Court just, uh, bench. I never thought it was possible. And I, I don't mean that because she isn't qualified in the definition of Democrat judicial mafia qualification. She is. I mean, if you're in the selected preferred class, you could do pretty much anything. Chicago, Illinois represents that, right? I mean, you could be a gun-carrying scumbag. You could rob somebody, shoot somebody. If you fit the category, you'd be out on the street in hours. Hours. New York. It's almost even easier. New Jersey and the rest of it. California, for example. That's what this woman represents. But to represent, to think that this is a supreme court justice, no. In fact, I think that's a very small few right now. It's sad when you look at the lineup. Answering, you know, like Sotomayor, Elena Kagan, what Chris Farley would look like if he lived. You know, all the rest of it. I remember when judges of the Supreme Court had supreme character, supreme knowledge, and a grasp of engaging and answering virtually anything. So when we talk about Supreme Court justices on this show, I don't even want to give this idiot airtime. Kind of like a GOP leader in Chicago. I'd rather give an example of what it's supposed to be. I I ask them, what do you think is the reason that America is such a free country? What is it in in our Constitution that that makes us what we are? And I guarantee you that the response I will get, and you will get this from almost any American, including the woman that he was talking to at the supermarket. Ironically, he's talking about Breyer. Freedom of speech. Freedom of the press, no unreasonable searches and seizures, no quartering of troops in hope, those marvelous provisions of the Bill of Rights. 
But then I tell them, if, if you think that a Bill of Rights is what sets us apart, you're crazy. Every banana republic in the world has a Bill of Rights. Every president for life has a Bill of Rights. <laughs> the Bill of Rights of the, of the former evil empire, the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics, was much better than ours. I mean it literally. It was much better. We guarantee freedom of speech and of the press. Big deal. They guaranteed freedom of speech, of the press, of street demonstrations and protests, and anyone who is, who is caught trying to suppress criticism of the government will be called to account. Whoa, that, that is wonderful stuff. Of course, just words on paper, what, what our framers would have called a parchment guarantee. And the reason is that the real constitution of the Soviet Union, you think of the word constitution, it doesn't mean a bill, it means structure. Say a person has a sound constitution, has a sound structure. The real constitution of the Soviet Union, which is what our framers debated that, that, that whole summer in Philadelphia in 1787. They didn't talk about the Bill of Rights. That was an afterthought, wasn't it? That constitution of the Soviet Union did not prevent the centralization of power. Bingo. In one person or in one party. And when that happens, the game is over. The Bill of Rights is just what our framers would call a parchment guarantee. So, the, the real key to uh, the distinctiveness of America is the structure of our government. One part of it, of course, is the independence of the judiciary. But there's, there's, there's a lot more. There are very few countries in the world, for example, that, that have a bicameral legislature. Oh, England has a House of Lords for the time being, but the House of Lords has no substantial power. They can just make the Commons pass a bill a second time. France has a Senate. It's honorific. Italy has a Senate. It's honorific. Very few countries have two separate bodies in the legislature equally powerful. That's a lot of trouble, as you gentlemen doubtless know, to get the same language through two different bodies elected in a different fashion. Very few countries in the world have a, a separately elected uh, chief executive. Sometimes I go to Europe to talk about separation of powers. A and when I get there, I find that all I'm talking about is independence of the judiciary. Because the Europeans don't even try to divide the, the two political powers, the two political branches, the legislature and the chief executive. In all of the parliamentary countries, the chief executive is the creature of the legislature. There's never any disagreement. So see, what I wanted to point out is they've bastardized our system. Because how could you possibly go from an intellect like this? And I mean, how could you possibly go from this to this? Uh, can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? N not in okay. this context. So I'm not a biologist. This is how you overthrow freedom. This is how you destroy those principles of Americanism. She doesn't have the intellect. She's not aware. She's not going to stand for American principle, the law of the enlightenment of the individual, of the principle of America. She's a rubber stamp for the collective fascist Democrat mafia. And she'll get in, even though I think we should have Cardi B. I mean, if we're going to get fascism, 
Let's get a show with it. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. Love the Lone Ranger, man. Are you not? This is my guy. Baby blue jumpsuit. Get Tonto clearing the path. You know, that's the kind of... That's, that's what I like. I don't want to eat with anybody. I do my own thing. You just go up ahead and clear the path. There we go. Old Good old days. Teresa, Gold Coast. Hi, Sean. Hi, how are you? Uh, I'm good. How are you? Welcome back to the sewer. Did you notice <laughs> that the Lone Ranger had the baby blue jumpsuit? There was no zipper. Did you notice that? I, noticed, I did notice that. Well, I don't I understand mean, how that... That's I a know. complicated procedure, you know, to go to the bathroom. It is. You look like Pete Silvestri in a forest preserve. Go ahead. What else you got? Yeah, but he was a lone ranger, so he could do yes, anything. That's true. Okay, so. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, I was going to say that, um, you know, you know, this country is in real trouble when you have to ask a nominee of the Supreme Court justice, or Supreme <laughs> Court, rather, to define the definition of a woman. What? I mean, oh my. That's when you oh think about how much fun that is if you were to ask Cardi B that. This is fun. We could have had fun with this kind of tyranny and corruption. I think we should have. These idiots have no sense of humor. Thank you, Teresa. Love the call. Can you uh, describe a woman? Yes. It's missing a three-piece set. Start there. You know what that is, don't you, kid? I hope you do. Oh, boy. Ta-da! <laughs> Fred Orland Park. Hey, what do you think, Lori Lightfoot or Kim Fox is possible Supreme Court nom- nominees? I think we do better. Intellectual power. I think we do better because oh, we know, on, man. Oh, yeah. We know that we know that Lori Lightfoot could describe a woman in <laughs> 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 all kinds of ways. So thank you very much. You know, Fred, you got to look at the upside. You got to look at the upside. Now there's somebody that could describe a woman. Granted, who she's married to confuses me a little bit, but I used to watch the Monsters. Did you ever see the Monsters? Lurch, get the door. No, you never saw. All right, you don't know. What it was. All right, go take a look at Lurch. Google Lurch, and then look at Lori Lightfoot's wife. Quote my between them and, the, and, and the, the prime minister, as there is sometimes between you and the president. When when there's a disagreement, they just kick him out. They have a no confidence vote, a new election, and they get a prime minister who agrees with the legislature. And uh, you know the, the Europeans look at the system and they say, well. It passes one house. It doesn't pass the other house. Sometimes the other house is in the control of a different party. It passes both. And then this president who has a veto power vetoes it. And they look at this and they say, uh, it, is, it is gridlock. And, and I, I hear Americans saying this nowadays. And there's a lot of it going around. They, they talk about a dysfunctional government be, be, because there's disagreement. And, 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 they, and the framers would have said yes. That's exactly the way we set it up. We, we wanted this to be power, uh, contradicting power. Do we have that now? Power contradicting power? Have we had that since they were able to usurp the most powerful office in the world, country? We have, where, where, where's the gridlock? Where's the, where's the pushback against the fascism? I mean, I know the Republicans come out, they make a good speech. Of course, how many of them are like the Illinois GOP? They just want some rich guy to stroke a check. So they could scam 6% off it. You know, that's what they do. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You don't think they could get drunk on their own money. Where's the gridlock? We're supposed to go back to this. this. But then again, this was a judge. This was a man who was put there, not because he was a political apparatchik, 
but because he had an understanding of the principle of Americanism. The principle of right and wrong. The principle of what it means to be an American. You got that now? Do you think 7.2 months is too long or too short for someone convicted of rape <laughs> to be sentenced to prison? Senator, that's a policy question about uh, the, the egregious crime of rape. And no, he's Congress asking you if you think it's too long. The court is supposed to take into, a number, take into account a number of factors when it sentences. Yeah, is he a Democrat? Is he a Democrat? Is he of the right persuasion? Is he of the right race? All of these are the kind of things that they want to take into account now, rather than right and wrong. And then principles. Principles of what a republic is versus a Fourth Reich fascistic government that can willy-nilly not just give money to their own base and call it equity, but can give it to another country without so much as a pushback or a question. You know, I couldn't help but notice during the break, CNN had it. I had to take a picture of it. I find this to be funny. Zelensky asked Biden not to sanction Russian oligarch Roman Abramov. Not Roman. You could sanction you. Why? He was hoping he can get in talks with Putin at home. Oh, so that oligarch, you get to keep your yachts. The other ones you don't. And you don't think Ukraine is corrupt? Oh, something tells me if we had an investigative team that reported stuff. We, that, would, that would be a trigger. But instead, no, no, no. Let's continue with the mission forward. Why isn't it rational to sentence people who have thousands of images on a computer to more time as opposed to somebody who has one or two pictures in the mail? In other words, the more images... Because they're mitigating righteousness and equity per the race of the defendant. That's why. There's no right and wrong anymore. There's right for some people, wrong for others. But there's no more a blind judicial system that judges each American equally. Those days are gone. we got to right some wrongs. Now, how are we going to do it? By implementing racism in the name of racism. So these aren't simple questions anymore. Not even if they got a three-piece set or not. 312-642-5600. AM 560, The Answer. Now, obviously, if you've been paying attention to anything, you know why. Affirmative action, Jackson. Didn't want to answer if she could define a woman or not. I mean, you could pretty much get I don't know, a dog to define a woman or not. You know, a little sniffing. However, I do know why Carney B, affirmative action Jackson, didn't want to do it. And it's because of the transgender thing. Duh. No kidding. We all know that. Because after all, we have to pretend a six foot four fella is a woman as he dominates female collegiate swimming. He's either that or the greatest comedic mind in American history. And then there's going to be the pushback by the people, you know, who uh, don't want to be told how to think by corrupt idiots, also known as Democrats, you know, like the parents of the people. We um, are parents of a female swimmer uh, swimming this weekend at the NCAA championships in the 100, 200, and 50 free. Um, We do not support a biological male swimming in the women's championship meet. (laughs) Nobody should. Uh... 
it's a man. Nobody should. I mean, you want to create a different category? Let's do that. We had a solution yesterday from Colin. I like that. Transgenders, let's turn a channel. We could get all kinds of shaving commercials to, uh, you know, stoke that up. I mean, think about it. Talk about you could shave the, the, the legs, the face, the whole nine yards. And uh, it leads me to my new favorite commercial and somebody I'm hoping that will advertise and show. Do you remember when there were two genders and only one and a half of them had to shave their mustaches? <laughs> oh, hi. I'm Jeremy Boring, CEO and God King of The Daily Wire. This is Harry's real. Harry's razors used to advertise on our shows. They're a great product, and we were happy to do it. That's before some peon who works for me went and said that boys are boys and girls are girls. And that was just too much for Harry's. They condemned our views. Views held by millions of Americans and virtually every human who's walked the planet until about 15 minutes ago <laughs> as inexcusable. And they dropped their ads from our network because of what they called values misalignment. You're damn right our values are misaligned. And it's not just Harry's either. Gillette razors used to be the best a man could get. Then they decided that men are too toxic. <laughs> Unless you're the kind of man who teaches his daughter to shave her beard. <laughs> if that makes sense to you, keep buying Gillette. I'm but buying. if you've had enough of the woke bullshit, and you're tired of paying companies like Harry's and Gillette to hate you... <laughs> He's burning a Ferrari. I want to hear what company it is. Buy my new razor instead. Behold, Jeremy's razors. I'm buying it. Because I had Harry's. I liked them. I didn't know that was their stance. And that's the power we have. Take these companies that support this ridiculous, ridiculous collectivist control of society. Stop buying their products. When you see the hypocrisy. The hypocrisy of certain oligarchs being loved while others are demonized. And by the way, remember who those oligarchs are who are now being demonized. Those are the ones that the FBI wouldn't investigate when the Clintons were selling our uranium to Russia. You know, the one that's threatening to nuke the world. Couldn't be done without the Duchess of Chaffington. What razor do you think she uses? And where do you think she's? Oh, don't even think about that. Her staff, people who work there say emphatically no. No. She wasn't bought and sold. Neither was Joe Biden. He's completely coherent. But I have solved the problem. The problem the problem of why both Democrats and Republicans in office today hate the Russians. I found it out. See, because they used to be bribed by them. They used to sell them uranium and all the rest. It was because of Lavrov and what he was asked during the election year 2020. Do you remember that, kid? I don't even think you do. Here. Russia had its own pussy riot moment. What do you think of Donald Trump's pussy riot moment? Well, uh, I don't know whether this would... I, English is not my mother tongue. I don't know whether I would be... I, I would sound, uh, I mean, uh, decent. Um, there are so many pussies around your presidential campaign on both sides that I prefer not to comment about this. And then we go to war with Russia. I figured it out. It's either that or the petrodollar. But there's some kind of scandal going on. Hope we look into it. I'll be back in 21 hours. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.